My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about leading with purpose, how to create positive change in the world. I'm talking with Dejanae Hill. She is a, a millennial priestess and the founder of Posh Events Atlanta and Rebirth University. Um, and she does a lot of really cool things to open up opportunities for spiritual women, intuitive women, empathic women, um, not only in her event business, but also in her spiritual self-care coaching business. So um, we're going to talk about all that good stuff. But I also want to just kind of introduce her as my special guest today because it's so important to remember that sometimes our ancestral challenges come up for us so that we can awaken those gifts that had been buried in generations past or, you know, whatever has happened in, in our family's history, um, society can bring in some challenges that don't allow us to listen, don't allow us to speak up or to be our wonderful, magical selves. And um, Dejanae's story really uh, reveals that. So I'm excited to talk to her today. And uh, how are you? How are you doing? Uh I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. We're neighbors. She's in Atlanta up there. I'm here in Florida. So that's very cool uh, to connect over the airways this way. So um, why don't we start where we usually do um, share what you do. You know, you're a millennial priestess and founder of an events company that is opening with conscious entrepreneurs um, and helping them with their events. Um, but you also do that personal spiritual coaching. So wherever you want to start in all that, I'd love to to hear how you lead uh, with purpose. Um, wow, yeah, impactful. And how I lead with purpose mostly begins with what drives me and motivates me and makes me happy internally. And it took a lot of soul searching to learn those things, but I learned that um, the biggest impact that I have on people is the experience that they have with me. It's not necessarily what I'm getting, but it's what they're getting from me. And to see that in um, be implanted and sold into their lives and seeing the transformation happen for them what in er whatever area they were trying to achieve some personal um, success in, that's what drives me. So that's what I said, hey, I got this gift. How can I monetize it? That's what's the thing. How can I monetize it? Mm -hmm. And I heard the voice say coaching. Oh, God, coaching. That's what's acceptable for the world. But I see it as my ministry, my way of giving back in the form of things that I necessarily was seeking as a child. Uh, uniqueness and the special abilities that I had that I thought everyone in the world possessed. Hey, had to learn something, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then I wanted to awake other people to see that what you have is unique for you and that you can monetize it as well. And that's how Rebirth was born. And I wanted to lead other women, not just down a path of understanding, but holding their hand. So when things come up, okay, now here's another challenge. Okay, here's another challenge. It's, it's not a destination. I call it, it's a, it's a journey. So that's how I stepped up and 
just became who I knew I was born to be because this was something embedded in me when I was a child. Everyone was always around me. I'm leading the path. I'm leading this project. I was just that person, but I was shamed for, for being smart. I'm like, I don't want them to know that I'm disintelligent <laughs> or highly intuitive because I thought everyone had that ability. So yeah. that's how I got into the creative space with that outlet after my mom died. So that's how Posh Events was born. We're letting that creativity out. And I kind of have pivoted to merge them together. So we can plan for conscious um, entrepreneurs who wanted to make that impact as well. So it goes beyond entertainment and leads into more purpose. So that's how I've branded my two um, businesses and position myself as a leader, transformational leader. I love that. Yeah. And that's, it's important. Um, I know it's a unique call to be a mentor and to show, be a way shower for others that do what we do. I know that's my calling as well. It always has been, even yeah. though, you know, I started as a, you know, a teenager doing tarot. And then in my twenties, I'm like, I'm going to help other people develop this. Yeah. Stuff. Like, what? <laughs> you know, I'd hear yes. this guidance and I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's <laughs> how it happens. Like, for me? <laughs> yeah. Very specific calling to be a mentor. Yes. Um, and so that's very beautiful and how you've woven that into business as well, because that's something that I've also been told is coming more and more into the world. And we're seeing it now, you know, there's more yes. readers, more spiritual coaches, more yes. healers, um, and people are getting wonderful results in their life. Unfortunately, there's, they're not getting results with others, but with, with leading with integrity and leading with purpose, Absolutely. those who are out there really wanting <laughs> to serve, things happen, magic happens. Yes. Absolutely. So can you share a little bit about your history? You mentioned you've been highly intuitive empath HSP all your life. And, you know, that kind of led to that feeling like you didn't quite fit. I know for me, I think of intuition as very high emotional intelligence. And so, yeah, we're maybe like math, forget it. I'm not like book smart per se, but I had the same thing. <laughs> like I felt like I saw things that people didn't see. And I'm like, this is really obvious, but it was all intuitive. Yes. So can you share how that was, what that was like for you as a child and maybe how that was challenged or not supported? Well, absolutely. It was challenged. I was the five-year-old, very outspoken, telling the truth about things that this little mm -hmm. girl should know. <laughs> yeah, telling the truth. And, and coming up in the South, it was a thing of stay out of grown people's business. Go to this grown people area. But if you ask me, I can help. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so as a teenager, the obstacles came in. Now is you have a smart mouth. You think you know everything. But now I know I kind of did know everything <laughs> and, it, yeah. and it was okay. But I kind of hid it and I didn't want to be portrayed as an intelligent girl or seen as the one that knew it all. So I got me some degrees. I wouldn't channel my energy into education. Mm -hmm. Good. <laughs> got me a few degrees. So I felt that embracing of I did something. I can't accomplish this. Um, but it wasn't until my mom died when I, they began to awaken and to call me out of the shame, the guilt, and the ancestry bondage that also held the, the closed up, don't want to show your gifts type. So when my mom died, it really opened me up. And I always say it was my mom's, was, my mom's death was my, sacri my sacrifice. It was my awakening, my mother, my sacrifice. It opened me up to, I had to believe. So it didn't matter if I believed the frog was really going to turn into a prince. I had to believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the more I believed, the more my magic became um, um, obvious. The more I believed, the more my path became like, oh, this is cool. Go over there. This is cool. Go over there. So I began to learn a lot about myself and to actually fit in who that little girl always knew she was. Yeah. So as I began to develop and evolve into this spiritual being, my family began to embrace that and 
actually tell me they thought I was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. I thought you all was weird too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> if, we're, if we're talking about the five-year-old, hey, you guys are kind of some weird giants to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I thank the culture for being what it was in the South of being in a, from a Black community. In the poverty community, my mother was disabled and brain surgery when I was one years old. So we was always limited everything. But I always knew I had to bust out of that thinking like, well, you want to do this, but I want to go up here. I want to go higher. I want to own the business or run the business. I don't want to work for anyone for 40 years. So that mentality began to let me look upon as I wanted to be better than other people. Mm. But my response, because I'm highly intuitive, yep, yeah, of course I want to be better than other people. <laughs> Why not? Yes, right. But I had to learn compassion and understanding that everyone doesn't have that ability to see that perspective that I have uh, to understand the world and be aware that the things that I'm aware of, they don't have that ability. So I had to, my ancestors had to work on my compassion. Spirit had to say, hey, you got to be more compassionate. I'm like, I am nice. I love the world. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you with all of that, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a really interesting point you touch on, um, you know, being in the black community, you mentioned that, you know, the societal pressures around you kind of kept you wanting to hide and, and play small. Yeah. Um, not only like, oh, I don't want to be too smart, but I want to be too successful, this and that. And I think, um, you know, black community and also just low income. I, I came from a low yeah. income community as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and later in life, my parents did much better. And, you know, it was a whole different story. But it was like, there's still this, well, you don't want to be, you know, you can't be wealthy, happy and doing the thing you love for work yes. like there's this kind of yes. weird shadow belief that you can't have it all like if you have it all there's like you're just doing something totally wrong or you're evil or you're Absolutely. getting it you know that's it <laughs> getting it from some evil strange. means yeah so <laughs> it's interesting that you bring that up and how do you how do you help women that come to you with that sort of curse that that kind of negative self-talk yeah. of you know oh i can't shine too bright you know, yeah. what would what would you tell someone the first day they come to you for, with that? To first understand why, the why. Why can't you and why can't you not? Like the why. That's something I question in my journey. Why? And I always hear why not. So then it goes back to why not you? Why can't you be happy or receive the things you want in life? What's holding you back? So it's first to bring the blind spots around. Like blind spot breakthrough is the first thing, the foremost thing you can have. It's to understand like, hey, I did never never saw it that way. And maybe I could do something about it. But that's the second most important thing. I say you have to be willing to do something about it once you find out. Then I can help you down the journey. But that's the breaking point that I have to get clients to see first. Is something there, something possible, and then you have to do the work. So then we can do the work. And then I'm explaining, hey, it's not roses and dandelions. We're going to get down and dirty. That's right. <laughs> you got to go in there. Boldness. Yeah, yes. that boldness to want to do something about it. So, hey, no matter how hard it gets, I'm not going to give up. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it, it does require that shadow integration and being able to change the story to see where these other voices are the voices in your yeah. head. It's not even you. And it's yeah. certainly not your spirit guides or your God. It's it's definitely these stories you've been taught or inherited somehow. So yes, that's the big thing inherited. We don't always talk and think about that aspect of it. Like we get our eyes and our nose, even our behaviors, but you also get those emotions and that negative self-talk that you speak to yourself. That's a generational cycle and curse as well. And we don't always tap in. So me and my clients, my mythology, we go straight into that. We're tapping into your grandmama, your, your great grandmama. We're going to go down the line. It might seem like crazy, but you'll begin to see a pattern. Yeah. And then you can identify this. It's not my thinking. Hey, and I'm not 
And I've always thought differently, but I'm in a cycle of this generate 300, 400 years. It's not like just great, great grandmothers. It's four or 500 years of this cycle. Yes. So it's embedded. So to yes. become aware of that, then like, hey, I can do something about it. And then the journey begins. <laughs> I love that. And I think there's a, you know, I've heard some, a beautiful concept that when we do our work, um, we also mm -hmm. heal the ancestral line because it's yes. all this, that same energy is flowing through. Yes. And so it's, it's, a, it kind of gives us even higher purpose to do the work. It's yes. not just about us. It's about who will yeah. serve after that, but also who suffered before, which is really beautiful. So and then you, again, to bless you as well during that journey, I've done some ancestry work. I'm sorry, but I've done no, some ancestry okay. work yeah. nine mm -hmm. generations back and she performed a ceremony with me in my meditation of oh, gratitude. Beautiful. Yes. <sighs> And, and I was well, like, I'm, the world has to feel this. <laughs> I know. Well, you mentioned when, when your mom passed that you started to feel that, yes, yes, yes. Something tells me she was on the other side helping like fuel that journey. Yeah. Like, yes, I want to yes. heal too. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, yes. uh, so many times as a medium, I will hear that a family member says I could help you more on the other side that I can help you here. So that's why yes. I had to go the way that I did. So Absolutely. blessings with that. Blessings with Whew. that. Yes. So you mentioned you recovered um, from depression, anxiety through not only listening to your spirit, but spiritual self-care and really owning that and, and taking care of yourself. Can you share a little bit about that? And you also mentioned energy vampires, which I know, <laughs> I know how that yes. feels like that's <laughs> one and the same is, is like getting your boundaries straight. And then also you notice, oh, I feel a little I, I'm not upset anymore. I don't know what I am, mm -hmm. but I'm not upset anymore. So then, uh, then you can allow some joy to seep into your life when you're not being drained so much. So can you share what that was like for you to kind of reclaim your power through those oh, kinds of wow. things? That was a beautiful process. It was after the longer bumpy awakening where you're getting spooked out by everything that's happening. Then it's like, boom, I hit rock bottom. It's like, but to climb out of it was like to peel off layers and to leave it down. But it also showed you how it manifests into my body. I began to have anxiety, uh, real bad at panic attacks, like almost blacking out. I remember having an episode in a store early, very early on before I was aware of what was happening. I went to swipe my debit card and everything was blurry. I'm looking around again. Is this just me? <laughs> um, but it was beginning to get really, really dark. And I made it to the car because I'm a single mom in Atlanta with two kids by myself. And they were babies at the time. So my mind is like, you have to be okay to get your children in there. What's happening? So I got in the car and it just, I had to let the air blow in my face. I don't know if I got overheated. I still don't know today what that episode was, but that was the beginning of panic attacks and anxiety attacks. But I wasn't aware that I was feeding them with the people around me. Mm. That's why I became aware of the energy vampires. I'm like, it wasn't me weighing this heavy until I was introduced to acupuncture and to understand that energy is real and this is not all my energy. I never understood what you're absorbing, your empath, and you're absorbing these things. What, what, what you mean? I mean, I, can't, I, I couldn't identify that thin line. Yeah. <laughs> but after experiencing acupuncture, I was able to distinguish what energy really was when I was fully depleted of it. My liver was depleted. My kidney was depleted. Everything that needed oxygen. So my heart was pumping extra hard just to keep me breathing almost. And it became very real to the fact that I need to take better care of myself. So the boundaries became very important. Like I moved friends around where I call it, call it a circle, my inner circle, my outer circle, then everyone else. The inner circle is the circle that can support you in what you're going through. So I had to let them know, hey, this is what's going on. Like no one even knew I was battling depression or having diagnosed because I'm still that tough cookie. But emotionally and mentally, it was, I was draining. I was dying after. I was in a cycle every day. 
So just knowing that I needed to set boundaries with people first mm-hmm. and then myself. Because mm-hmm. I could tell people, no, I'm not going to do this, but not feel guilty about it after. <laughs> uh-huh. So I had to set the boundary with myself and knowing this not being mean, I'm not yeah. taking away from them. I'm giving to myself. So it may be later I can do this for someone else or with someone else. But right now I have to make sure my cup is full because mm-hmm. without it, I can't do anything. I can't save the world like I'm trying to do. <laughs> exactly. So and the boundaries. Yes. So important, especially as highly intuitive empath HSP types we take longer to recover. So even if you're somewhat extroverted, you know, you want to be part of everything. I know I had the same thing. I want to go out there and have adventures and live and this and that. And I do my share of it, but I have to take a couple days to recover if it's a big, big thing or a (laughs) lot of people. And it's just, it just is what it is. It's, it's, you know, making sure our nervous system is calm again. So then therefore Mm -hmm. we are making decisions from that internal um, foundation and not from feeling like we should or or whatever. So I love that. And it sounds to me like um, from what you shared that in your house, you guide your children to do the same thing. Like, what do you feel is right for you and what's going on? So can you share a little bit about that success of of feeling that ancestral healing happen in your own family? I'm getting emotional. It's just even the acknowledge for it. You know, it's just, it's beautiful because I even have friends tell me that you're going to experience this and you're going to experience that. I'm like, you're going to have the best relationship with my children. I'm a parent and a friend. And I never knew you can be both. <laughs> mm, yeah, they say you can't, but I, th- I think yes. you can. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell people, I allow my children to teach me how to parent. If I've been caught up in a cycle for nine generations, I don't know how to do it like I necessarily want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I allow my, te- my kids to teach me how to parent. I let them to be open, expressive. We could be around um, family members and they'll say some things and my family will look like, oh my God, did they say that? I'm like, and they were like, oh, you allow them to express themselves. Yes, because I'm not going to quiet their voice. Their voice is for this world. And if I quiet it, they'll never walk, walk in purpose. So my journey and breaking curses, I really can see it in my, and I vocalize this to them. I don't just do the work and don't tell them. We have conversations about it. They know of generational things. My son speaks of his ancestors. I really think this kid is reincarnated grandparent here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, could be, yeah. So we, we, we very open into them seeing my journey. I allow them to tell me when I make them upset, when I get on their nerves. I allow them to speak this to me so I can correct the behavior. My daughter can tell me, mom, I think you need some sleep. I'm like, you're probably right. Let me take a nap because I'm about to go over the edge and everybody's going to get this Sagittarius fire. (laughs) It happens. Flare ups. Kids can teach you. They are your biggest awareness tool because they're going to tell the truth. They're not going to hold back if you give them that space. So I can say I have a 15 year old daughter and our conversations, I'd be blown away because I wish I could have talked to my mom and something like that. I don't even necessarily talk. I just let her talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, there is a lot of wisdom up. coming into the world with the the newer souls. And it's yes. it's kind of just stepping back and saying, this is what we've worked for, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so that is just so beautiful. And, thank you know, you, thank you. you're welcome. And And with all of that, those blessings and that success, you know, we've come to the part of the show where we like to talk about those challenges, too. So as you're going out empowering other women to do exactly what you've done in your life and their own lives, and then to take that on the stage or, you know, to, to build businesses around it and to serve at a greater level, you know, that vision is big for some of us. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) That's what I mean. You know, 
thinking you and me and whoever out there is listening. And it's not like, oh, well, I'll hang out my shingle and just, you know, do readings for the rest of my life. No, I'm going to, we're going to affect a group and their souls that we've agreed to come here to help and to mentor and to help uh, do this. So um, you, you said that struggle, you know, allowing that vision to be bigger than the trauma that you've experienced of kind of repressing that is sometimes still a challenge. Can you share about how that comes up for you lately and, and kind of what you've struggled with in terms of going to that next level? Um, greater elevation but requires greater awareness because now it's not trumping like the attitude or the things that I experience. It's more so of the building the legacy and actually believing that you really can, like that you're deserving of it for, for one. That I have to constantly tell myself that like you're not doing this work so you can just travel and, and enjoy yourself. No, you're doing this work for 900 more years that people don't have to do this work. So it gets challenging because I ask myself why me? And then again the voice says why not you? And it's kind of like I stick my chest out a little bit and stick my chin out when I hear that. Back. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. But every, a lot of times with the death of my mother and my grandmother, it still weighs heavy. So I just allow myself to feel what I'm feeling and don't try to suppress it. I let it cycle through me yeah, and out. But I allow myself to sit with it. So that's the challenge with just sitting with it. Because I'm not from a big emotional family. But during my journey, I've learned that these waterworks and this emotion come out regardless so i just let them come out when it needed to but that it becomes a challenge because i'm still don't comfortable being vulnerable it's still yes like sticky like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> can well, you handle yeah. this if I, if I give it to you can you handle it <laughs> yeah and and i think you know you're you're pointing to something really interesting when you want to hold things up for others or, or support others in the way that you're called to do it you want to be like the rock right yeah. and you also, you know, do want to have that time for yourself. I heard you mention traveling and like maybe having a little bit more adventure. Um, and wow. I certainly understand that. I have I have my adventuresome dreams, but so much work to do. So it's kind of, you know, yes. balancing the time <laughs> and making sure you're you're doing what you're called to do because spirit's our boss and we gotta just we gotta listen to it yes. every time we get called. So yes. I think that 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 plus the personal challenges that that we face as as leaders that can be very very hard to to stand up and take time for ourselves to 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 let that be. So um, I pulled a few cards for you just to help inspire you uh, in Ooh, this let's journey. Go, Molly. Yes, All right, let's, let's go. go. Girl. <laughs> well, you have a wonderful sense of your inner witness, and that is your spiritual awareness. Um, and when things change, in you know, you mentioned that Sagittarius energy, but that closeness with family and loyalty and, and who's important to you, when that gets shaken up and things start to move and, and pieces start to move, I feel like it really upsets that inner witness and maybe even takes you Ooh. back into that inner child space. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. It's like a whole different part of yourself. So while the inner witness is that you're stepping on the stage or, you know, mentoring someone to, to step into her power, um, you, you might go home and feel that that unsupported inner child pop up and say, well, now, well, now what, you know, how am I going to yes. get through this grief? <laughs> I try to give her Scooby snacks and she doesn't want them. I'm like, what you want? <laughs> Scooby snacks. I love it. Well, um, definitely you've, you've come out of a time of learning to speak your truth out loud and, and, and you have a lot of skills to, to make all of this work. If anything, the negative self-talk that comes up when your trauma passes through, um, that's something still to work on. So yeah. there's still a voice that either says, you know, see, you're not, you're not enough or see this 
stuff always happens to you. There's something in there that's that has a definition of like maybe you can if you feel comfortable sharing with sharing it. Like how does it come up it's, for you? It's, it's support. I don't have any support. I'm my only kid by my mother. My mother's gone. My father never been around. So not just that. I've always felt it. No matter if I had support, I always go back to that feeling, and that's a past life trauma. It's actually in another life that we've cleared it up, but I'm more aware so I can who shake, but it's still so heavy at times. Like I can have a successful event, feet hurt and everything. I had a blue out this event and I still go home, but this, but this, but the voice is quieter now. I'm just more aware, but it's not blasting. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that because you know, the hidden influences here are changing the story and having more, you know, just intending like, this is how I'm going to start thinking because your biggest obstacle is connecting with your higher self and your source and knowing that when you are connected to that with your inner witness intact, you are, you never feel alone and yeah. really doing, <laughs> doing that work more when that, those, those voices pop up. It's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. sit down, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to reconnect. And however I do that, um, if you have a, a protocol or a meditation that you do a prayer that you do, you know, on your way home, you might want to talk to God or talk to your, to your spirit guides. Um, but that will help because there is eventually there comes this kind of not resignation, but surrender that yes, you are Mm. different and you are going to be alone in this life in that way, but it's because you're strong enough to do it. And it's not an egoic aloneness, right? (laughs) No, I totally get you. I totally get you. I'm going through that this month. Actually, I've been implementing more things to when that happens to stay in that space of ground and it's like connect, 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 get it out the way. But the loneliness and the longevity of it. Yes. <laughs> I'm beginning to accept it in a, in a positive light. Like, exactly. It's, it's, it's the, the way to, I've had. <laughs> yeah, it's the way to the spiritual maturity that we want, oh, that we want yes. in this lifetime. And so it's knowing, you know, that need to have those others supporting you in the way that that emotion wants it is an illusion, you know, and nobody's really going to be able to do that. And it really is that inner child that felt so unsupported that still wants it, but it's chasing a ghost in a way. Um, It makes you, you, oh, yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, definitely. You've got so much confidence bubbling up through all of this. Um, If anything, admit to some of your secret desires in terms of maybe you do need to gift yourself a vacation or a trip away and get grounded in some of your dreams so that you provide some of that for yourself. And that part of you that gives, gives, gives doesn't feel like she doesn't have anything to come home to. Mm-hmm. Well, you have things mm-hmm. to come home to, but yes, like no. joys the, and aha mm-hmm. moments. So yes. <laughs> book that trip to the beach or the mountains or whatever you're thinking of it's doing. It's in the work. I'm waiting Good. for the travel agent right now so I can book it. Like, because I've been Good. feeling like, should I, should I not? <laughs> yes, you should. That's what you need. You need to, you need to reward yourself and, and get back into that space of connection. And I think when you're, okay. when you're on an adventure, you get that attunement, you get that relaxation. Uh-huh. And that's something that will bring you back home to yourself. Full battery. That's what it is. Yes. Full battery. Power yes, mode. ma'am. <laughs> I love it. I needed this. Oh, divine time. I needed it. 
good. Let that strong thing up there. You need the stronger one. So when you lay your head down, they can fluff the pillow for you. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to help anytime. And um, it's it's my joy to to share that as as my gift for you, you coming on the show. So <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it. And blessings to you for it. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, so where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you? Um, absolutely. I'm on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. All same. Um, Healing with Coach D is my platform. Uh, my website is Coach Dejane Hill. That is D E J A N E. Dejane Hill, where you can find my services. You can book me to speak. You can download anything you um, see, videos, anything. All my content is mostly there, but it's also on all social media platforms. I'm trying to get better and more consistent, but hey, that's a drainer too. <laughs> Working on building a team. But follow me. I have some exciting things coming up. I just released a book, um, Born to Forget, Unleashing the Goddess Within. It is available now on Amazon. It's a travel into my inner mind and my struggles. And I'm actually afraid of what to get it out there in the world because it's the vulnerability side of me that I've never given out before. I cried reading it myself. Like, are you really giving this out? But that's on Amazon. Get it so you can connect with me and hopefully it inspires um, little Black girls to dream big. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Stories are extremely healing. So I know you're going to yes. help a lot of people with that. Thank you, Molly. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> Great meeting you. And uh, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks everyone for listening. We will catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.